Bigfoot Society would like to thank the following sponsors for helping make the podcast possible. The Singular Fortean Society has combined open and honest paranormal investigation and journalism since 2016. Visit the Society at Singular Fortean for all the latest weird news and more. Come with us and investigate the impossible. Lauren Smith is the hostess for Nightcaller's Bigfoot Radio, which has been on air for over a decade and has completed over 300 shows. Lauren brings with her a unique viewpoint given that she is not only the daughter of one of the veteran female Bigfoot researchers in the South, but she has been conducting field research since she was a preteen some 20 years ago. Nightcaller's is a Bigfoot world favorite and along with interviewing researchers and witnesses often features interviews with guests from the documentary film and entertainment industry. Lauren also does a vidcast segment called Night Callers, which features real encounters sent in by viewers. You can find all of this and more at nightcallersproductions.com. Welcome back to another episode of the Bigfoot Society podcast. In this episode, we talk to my good friend Tobias Wayland from the Singular Fortean Society, uh, where you should get all your uh, paranormal and high strangeness and well, 14 news. So definitely check that out. Singular14.com. Uh, awesome, awesome content there. But I have a great discussion with Tobias about uh, the Lake Michigan Mothman, uh, about all different types of things to do with uh, 14 topics. We talk about uh, Dogman and Giants. And uh, it's a really, really fun conversation. And I know you're going to love it. So definitely strap in get something to drink because you don't want to get thirsty uh water or whatever have you and uh enjoy my conversation with mr tobias wayland from the singular 14 society hey hey everyone uh welcome back to bigfoot society live uh, I see a few people in the chat. Thanks for hanging out. And uh, I'm going to do a quick intro as we have people start to come in. Uh, let's see. I see we've got my buddy Greg, all dot the dot weird. Greg, let me know if you hear me uh, over, over the audio portion side of things here. Let me know if that sounds all right. Um, let's see. We've also got our friend Mothman46. Let's go. Awesome. Um, in a few minutes, we're going to bring on our guest tonight. We got Tobias Wayland. Uh, I've got the okay from Greg. He says we are good to go audio wise. Uh, that's always a touch and go, but, uh, thanks for that, Greg. So, um, before, uh, and this is to anyone who is watching this later on, of course, uh, make sure that you are subscribed to this channel uh, go ahead if you wouldn't mind liking this and also hit the bell icon so you can know whenever we uh, we go live as well. Um, also to anyone who is watching on uh, Facebook, make sure that you do what it says in the comments. Uh, go to the link there and I'll pretty much allow uh, Facebook to give your name over to StreamYard so that I can see who it is. Uh, if you ask me a question, if not, I'll have no idea who you are. So I know kind of wordy, but that's how, it, that's how it goes. So, uh, we're going to do an interview with Tobias first. If anyone has any questions, of course, feel free to, uh, put those in the comments and I will be getting to those 
as we go further uh, along. But let's uh, let's start out by talking to my friend uh, Tobias here. I'm going to go ahead and bring him on. Tobias, hello. How's it going? Hey, great. How are you? Doing well. Okay, everyone. We have in uh, on the podcast as well. We have uh, Mr. Tobias Whalen from the Singular Fortean Society. I said it like I I wake up in a cold sweat about pronouncing that. Did I get it right this time? No, that was really good. That was really good. I I can. I am so paranoid. I don't know. That word just gets me every time, but it's all right. At least you didn't say fourteen. A lot of people say 14 and I'm like, I don't that's know what I have it phonetically it spelled out on my paper over here. <laughs> uh, Tobias is, is a good friend. Uh, we have never met. Uh, hopefully someday, maybe you'll get down to the Van Meter visitor festival or, or maybe I'll get up there. And uh, uh, I mean, you had the, uh, the, the beast of Bray road conference uh, first, yeah. uh, first time this year. So we'll have to yeah. chat about that. But um so you are another Midwest uh, researcher, content creator, uh, journalist, investigator, all the good stuff from the great state of Wisconsin. And just to give some background, you are, uh, I would say, you're known for a few things. Um, singular uh, 14 uh, Society course online, which is singular14.com, correct? Uh, and then uh, most people will actually might know you from your work with the Lake Michigan Mothman and you are getting uh, really all over the place with that. Um, you've started to get on uh, different shows like Expedition X um, and you'll be in an upcoming release, I believe from small town monsters uh, correct as well. Yeah. So it, are there any other things that people should know about you uh, before we start chatting Tobias? Um, you know, the only thing I guess I, I might add is, uh, you know, I, this is actually my, my second small town monsters production. Uh, I was interviewed for uh, terror in the skies because they actually had a section on the, uh, the, the sightings around Chicago. Now, of course that documentary was made in 2018. And right. at that time, uh, the, the investigation was even more so than, than today, uh, really centered around and best known for that Chicagoland area. Um, and so that was sort of the the focus of at least my portion of of, of that particular documentary, which um, itself really was all about just weird uh, winged creatures in Illinois. So it wasn't just all Mothman stuff. You know, they had um, uh, Thunderbirds and, and and things like that. So, um, but yeah, otherwise, I, I I think you got it. Fun fact about Terror in the Skies. Uh, synchronicity alert here we go i was also in terror in the skies but you just didn't see me i was the one that uh i was the one interviewing like chad lewis in his part and uh, oh, right. uh steve ward i believe as well but um that uh, that's that was a great documentary big fan of it. it actually got me into all this weird stuff to begin with one of the big things because i was like this is really fun asking people questions uh maybe i should do this in the future so um, our buddy Greg says, Hey, happy birthday, Tobias. Dude, for well, thank you so much, Greg. Yeah. You know, it was, it was my birthday. He's the coolest dude. Actually. He knows he knows the details of like he's he's a he's an awesome people guy. Like, he's a good dude. All right. 
We got Tobias Wayland here. There's your banner. Okay, so let's get chatting. So the first thing I wanted to talk to you about, of course, is actually your new book. Let's talk about Strange Tales of the Impossible. So sure. give me a little a summary. First off, like what was it that made you want to write this this book? Sure. So, you know, after uh, the Lake Michigan Mothman high strangeness in the the uh, Midwest, um, you know, I, I didn't want people to uh, to sort of associate us with with just you know that that Mothman investigation because the uh, the, the reality of it is we investigate all types of, of anomalous phenomena and um, as a result, you know, we have this uh this this pretty large number of uh, of case files of of weird things that, that we've investigated and i couldn't help but notice uh, while in investigating these se seemingly disparate phenomena that there were a lot of really odd recurring commonalities like between them and so you know when i was i was sort of thinking about what i wanted to do next uh you know like what 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 the next book is that i wanted to write um, I thought, you know, well, in, in sort of the, the true Fortean spirit, why not just throw everything that we have so far together and, uh, and try to make any kind of sense of it and, uh, and, and speculate about it like Charles Fort might have. Um, and, uh, and that gave us, you know, strange tales of the uh, impossible, which really runs the gamut from everything from, uh, from winged humanoid sightings to, to UFOs, to ghosts and hauntings, um, to other cryptids and, and even weirder stuff. I mean, one of the the stories in there that um, that I collected from a witness was of being chased uh, through seemingly living woods by a humanoid on a flying moped. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> right. Let's back up. So, you said seemingly living woods. Yeah, that was okay. Like, there are so many elements of high strangeness here. Um, yeah, and this was probably the 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 strangest uh, aspect. And I don't, I don't mean to laugh. I don't want people to think I don't take this seriously because I, I did of talk course. to this guy and, uh, and he was very serious about his encounter, but sometimes this stuff is so weird that you literally just have no choice and you have to laugh at it a little bit. But I like to think that we're just sort of laughing, uh, you know, with e each other and not at, you know, any witnesses or anything. Exactly anyway. how wild it is. All you can do. Yeah. Like, that's how yeah, I right. react just throw your hands up and, and laugh a little bit. Yeah. It's just shrug. But uh, it, anyway, so during this encounter, he talked about how the, uh, the trees were swaying, you know, really, really violently. And it didn't seem like the wind was causing that because there wasn't wind that, that could cause that. And so it seemed to him as though the, the trees were sort of coming alive while he was like during Whoa. his, his encounter with this thing, while he was, trying to, to, to get the heck out of there. Wow. And this is the, one of the coolest parts about this is this is an account that was uh, told to you directly is what it sounds like. Yes, it was, yeah, it, it, it was told to me directly. And, and, you know, honestly, that's something that um, I, uh, I feel very strongly about now. I won't generally, well, Honestly, I won't ever put my personal credibility on the line mm. uh, for any account that I, I haven't received directly, spoken to the witness, and been able to investigate it myself. Um, yeah, and you know, I I I wish everybody did that. I, I feel like that should be you know sort of standard, but but it isn't necessarily so. 
Uh, yeah, when it comes to, you know, second or, or, or third hand accounts, um, you know, they are occasionally included for context, you know, um, and, and oftentimes, especially in, in, in the, the Lake Michigan Mothman investigation, there's no, there's no real way around that. Um, because, you know, I was working with, with other investigators and, um, uh, you know, not everybody does things the same. And so, you know, they might have published uh, an emailed uh, uh, account or something where they're, they weren't able to follow up. Um, and once that happens, now all of a sudden that's part of the canon of this investigation. And I have yeah. to deal with that. You know, I, I have to contextualize that for people. So if and when that does happen, I always make real clear the level of contact uh, contact that anyone has had with that witness, especially how much contact I have had, because there have definitely been cases where, you know, say uh, Manuel or, or Lon or somebody gets a report and, and they say that they've spoken to this witness and I go, OK, that's great. Um, you know, like I, I I believe you. I don't know why, you, you know, I I. I personally choose to um, sort of proceed as though people are telling me the truth unless I have direct evidence to the contrary. So, mm. you know, they'll say, Hey, I, I interviewed this witness or, or, or something. I'll say, okay, that's great. Um, now is it possible for me to talk to him? And they'll give me contact info and I'm not always able to, to get a hold of that witness, you know, especially if it's like an email address or something. Um, and so I have to be very clear about that. And that's something people who, are interested in, in our work over at, at the Singular Fortean Society, if they're already interested, they probably know that. Um, but if, you know, you're listening to this interview and you're like, hey, uh, those stories are cool and I might want to check them out, people should know that I'll let you know how much how much contact we've had. I'll make sure to, to, to contextualize things, you know, uh, using that because I feel like it's really important, um, you know, especially with the advent of the the internet. Uh, we get uh-huh. a lot of a lot of tall tales, you know. Um, there are a lot of people acting like stuff they read anon- uh, anonymously on Reddit is uh, is you know just sort of hand to God true, right? And yeah, right. Um, that's just silly. You know, you maybe it is. I, I can't say it's not, but I'm not going to pretend like I know that it is if it's just some anonymous story that I wasn't able to verify. Come on. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. I gotta, I gotta, uh, address a few things in the chat, uh, a little bit. Um, <clears throat> Mothman 46 says Tobias is rocking that crypto hat, like a boss. <laughs> I agree. If you're listening to this on the podcast podcast, holy pronunciation, weirdness podcast, you need to get over to the YouTube page and this hat is worth the price of admission, which is free. I, I um, for this like this event as well i don't normally wear this hat unless oh. i'm outside doing field work this this wow. is just for tonight this is act- so. this is a huge yeah. deal then this is huge uh aaron from hey stranger says also tobias's hat of course i mean you have to you have to say it. do you think this is off the cuff do you think uh in order to be an awesome cryptozoologist you need a hat of some sorts loaded question i don't I feel like to keep the sun out of my eyes and maybe, you know, part of my face from getting sunburned, I need a hat to be outside a lot of the time. But, uh, but no, I, what, what you need is uh, an open mind and a good work ethic. And, uh, and, and you can, you can do this. Absolutely. If, 
And let's say if you were to get a hat, what what kind of hat would you recommend? <laughs> uh, well, I you know I, I I like this one obviously. You know, a funny story Stetson? about the hat. Uh, yeah, well, I uh, okay. Emily and I decided we were like, you know, we should get new hats. Um, you know, because we again we find ourselves outside all all the time, and um, and uh, we were like, so we're we're basically shopping, and we we're like, okay, let's just each pick out one hat. And, nice. uh, and we'll just order them. It'll be fine. And we picked out the same hat, only hers is brown. And no and way. Right. So, Dude. you know, obviously that's a match made in heaven. It, it really for is. Real. It really is. Um, thanks for taking that little uh, detour for me here. Um, before we get any further, let's backtrack a little bit because I have... I have all the information of where I've talked to you before, but there might be a listener who really is just listening to this podcast because it has the word Bigfoot in it. And is like, who's this Tobias character? Uh, I'm confused. Could you, uh, what, what is the singular 14 society? Let's start there and kind of paint sure. the picture of, of what we're dealing with for listeners. Yeah, definitely. So the Singular Fortean Society is uh, an investigative and journalistic organization founded by myself and my wife, Emily, in uh, 2016. And so if you're not familiar with the word Fortean, uh, that comes from Charles Fort, who was an early 20th century collector of weird news stories. And sort of what he would do is he would take these weird stories from all over the world. He would compile them into these, these massive volumes, and he would uh, sort of speculate about the nature of, of these phenomena uh, find commonalities, make connections, often, you know, very tongue in cheek insights. And, um, you know, I really like his approach to, to these subjects. You know, we don't often joke uh, as, as, as much as he did, but I think there's definitely a place for that in, in uh, investigation, but uh, really it was more sort of his style of finding the connections between things. So one of his most famous, mm. uh, famous quotes is one measures a circle beginning anywhere and I've always taken that to mean that by studying any aspect of the paranormal, you can understand something about all of it because there do seem to be these, these weird connections. Um, and uh, so that explains Fortean, which is the most common question because a lot of people haven't heard Fortean and, and, and I understand that. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, why uh, singular Fortean society is we wanted to, to sort of form a, a community of like-minded individuals Um you know, people who, who sort of approach these subjects the, the same way that we do. And uh, in singular, doesn't mean we're the only 40 in society out there, because that's not true. Um, but it has another definition, and, and that is unique or remarkable. And my perspective on that has always been that uh, each person is unique or remarkable, and everybody sort of has this unique perspective that they can add to this field. And so nice. what I really wanted was to have this society of like-minded individuals who don't necessarily always agree on everything. And we shouldn't, that's, that's not how, how good, exactly. uh, uh, you know, free uh, societies work. Um, but, you know, everybody's perspective, you know, being unique contributes, you know, and so, so out of all of these, these various uh, uh, perspectives and, opinions and, and often the the debate that arises out of you know any conflict therein uh, it, uh, it, it allows us to examine these subjects in a way that that you don't see very often I think because too often in, in uh, these little communities you don't get 
too much pushback. You might get pissing matches between, you know, uh, celebrities or something, but you, but right. you know, like you don't get uh, just everybody able to put their ideas out there and, and really talk about it. Um, and so that's, that's really what, what we were going for different. Yeah. And I, I love that because that's actually like, so with the whole like uh, Bigfoot society thing, like a, a lot of what I try to do is I try to create like a, a community where people uh, have the, um, they have respect, uh, they have the freedom to speak and um, you don't necessarily have to agree with the other person, but we can talk to each other like adults. And um, so I feel like we have done that in places like uh, especially Clubhouse. But uh, definitely, so Singular 14 Society, uh, one, the first thing is I, I love the articles. You're constantly putting it out. Um, I am daily looking for the new news. And I will tell you that your website is like, up at the top of my bookmarks that I'm checking daily because one, I know that you are, do you look at it in a, such a way where you're only putting stuff on there that pretty much like um, you're not going to just put garbage up there. You're going to put up stuff that you have looked into to make sure that it's legit and it's a trustworthy source. So I have to give you props for that one, Tobias. It's very cool. Well, also, so yeah, totally. Um, the other thing, and um, I've wanted to talk to you this for a while just to see how it works. So you have a really cool like community through your Patreon. And I just, I love like studying communities in this niche for some reason. Like it really intrigues me. And um, I saw a picture too. So you have it as one of your things where your, your group can actually go on like, um, like uh expeditions or like investigations on you like how does that work like kind of explain that to me that's cool sure well i mean that was one of the things where you know uh again um you know too often in in this community you see uh you know uh writers or, or television personalities or, or investigators or whatever sort of try to put themselves at at the top of these weird hierarchies and you see these right. cults of personality right and i was um, that's that's something that that we've always wanted to avoid, and so you know, I was like, well, you know, who who do we want in the the thing of the Fortean Society? Well, people interested in this stuff who actually want to to be a part of it, who want to get out and 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 investigate. Now, if your interest isn't in you know field work or actually going out and, and investigating, that's fine too. I don't I don't mean to sound like elitist as though only certain people are allowed to like this stuff, but um, you know fundamentally something that we always wanted to do was to be able to go out and, and investigate with mm. uh, those members who, who actually want, want to do that. And so we had our first in-person investigation uh, last month and um, it went pretty well. You know, we, we recruited a, a couple of our friends, uh, Adam Benedict from the, uh, the Pine Barrens. Institute, oh yeah, sure. And, uh, yeah. Jay uh, Bachochin, you know, Jay Bichochin, uh, the, dude. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Solid he's, great. Guy. He's, he's a good friend of ours. He's yeah, so good. Absolutely. We he hung is. out all that Saturday at the festival at Van Meter. It's oh, great. That's awesome. Nice. Yeah. And so, because, yeah, and, and we go out in the woods with Jay as, as often as we can. And, mm. um, you know, so uh, we kind of talked to him and uh, we were like, hey, you want to go out into the kettle? Um, and he was a little reluctant until I explained to him sort of what 
the point was. I wasn't interested in bringing a, a, a lot of strangers out there or anything because right. these are his research areas and and he doesn't want you know a bunch of people just sort of bumbling around necessarily. Um, but no, I, I explained to him that you know we, uh, we had society members and, and that of course these were people that we knew and uh, and and that you know we had been speaking to and, and sort of uh, collaborating with in, in a lot of ways and and so we just sort of coordinated with them. Um, you know, one uh, one of our, our members came all the way from Georgia. And wow, it's wow, really? Yeah, it, it's one of those things where it's oh, like, hey, wow, get here and we will go investigate. I promise. You know? Yeah. If you can get here, we will we, we will oh go out. Um, you know, and then and then everybody else came from, you know, maybe an hour or two, three hours away. And yeah. uh, and 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 we went out and um, you know, it was sort of a uh hesitate to use the word standard investigation because they're all sort of unique, you know. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, we, we went out in, into the kettle and, uh, and and we did, you know, some sky watching, um, uh, performed a, a CE5 experiment. Um, and uh, yeah, it was, it was an interesting night. It was a weird night. Um, I think uh, everybody sort of got what they were looking for, uh, you know, in terms of, uh, investigative ex- experience or seeing what it's, it's really like, um, you know, a lot of it is just sitting in the dark, uh, with, 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 with people that, that, you know, um, you know, to, to varying, uh, uh degrees and, uh, and that's just, it just is what it is. And some weird stuff happened because some weird stuff always happens. Okay. Uh, yeah. So it was, it was a good time. So I know I have more than a few, uh, Bigfoot friends right now that you said a few things that they're like, wait, huh? What? Those aren't wood knocks and, and, uh, and youps and howls and whatevs. So can you, can you define for the listeners, uh, sky watching and CE five? Sure. So, um, let me preface this by saying, um, I, and willing to try almost anything when it comes okay. to investigating. Um, and that doesn't mean that I am, you know, operating on faith. doesn't mean that I necessarily believe in something, um, but it does mean that I'm very open-minded and I'm willing to do uh, anything, you know, anything ethical uh, mm. in, in order to, um, you know, in, in investigate uh, paranormal or, or ufological or cryptozoological or whatever, uh, phenomenal. So what a CE5 uh, experiment or, or the CE5 process is, uh, it's it's used in uh, ufology and CE5 is, is for close encounter of the fifth kind. And what, and what that is supposed to be is uh, contact uh, sort of facilitated or initiated by uh, a, a human being. And so sort of the idea behind it is that um, you know, you uh, you sort of put yourself in the right mindset, um, uh, uh, almost an altered state of, of consciousness to uh, facilitate yeah. contact with these, these otherworldly beings, right? Um, wow. And uh, and there's an app that that you can buy, and I just bought it myself, um, and then I didn't. I was like, nobody else buy this. I already bought it. It's fine. Um, and uh, and you can use and well, because come on, like how much money do they need? It's like one of us has no, the app. It. <laughs> And yeah. uh, so yeah. uh, you, you you go through this app and uh, and you play these crop circle tones, which I'm not sure what crop circle tones are. Crop, wow, crop, kind of okay. Sound, yeah, it kind of sounds like, um, I don't know, like birds imitating old school, like NES music. 
Um, nice, dude. It, it gets the birds going. Like they they respond really? to it. Yeah. No, okay. That, like that was, that was interesting. I don't think there's anything weird about that. I think it just okay. you know, yeah. it just you know sparked their interest. But uh, so you you know you you play these crop circle tones for a while and uh, and then and and then you meditate for for twenty minutes and mm-hmm. and uh, you know I that's what we did. I wasn't gonna cut any corners or anything certainly. And this is actually the second time that that we had done this because the the, the first time it was just uh, Emily and, and and Jay and and myself and and um, we did actually see a a pretty interesting UFO, but. This this really? particular time, well, and, and now when I say UFO, don't think you know. Well, I know, I know. Yeah. they're from another planet. It's just an. You just didn't know what planet. it was. Yeah, yeah, I just when I say like UFO, I literally mean unidentified flying object. That's it. Totally. Um, so, but yeah, you know this this time we 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 went through the 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 CE five uh, protocols. I think is 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 what they call them, um, and uh, and yeah, you know everybody participated, of course. Um, and then, you know, I, we didn't see, at least I didn't see any sort of uh, anomalous, you know, lights or, or, or craft or anything. Probably the, the closest thing, well, that's, that, that's not true. I did see um, one anomalous light. And what that was, was a, a couple of flashes of light sort of off mm-hmm. in, in, in the distance, which, you know, at first I mean, it, it was a clear night. But I thought, you know, maybe that's some some heat lightning or something from a, a storm front, you know, dozens or so miles away that I just can't see. So I hopped on my my weather radar and I looked for any nice. uh, cloud formations nice. that that you know could have been uh, uh, in that direction, and and there weren't any, you know, not for hundreds of, of miles. Um, and so that like that was weird. I don't know what those flashes were, but I didn't see anything like balls of light or anything like that. A couple of other okay. people. Uh, said that 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 they did. Um, I don't have any reason to disbelieve them, but I didn't get to see it that time. Um, and so, you know, overall, uh, it was uh, in, an interesting experience. Definitely, I, it always is. At the end of the day, it sounds like a really cool uh, experience, and uh, yeah, sounds like a really really cool community. I want to uh, let's see. I got uh, let's. Let's throw one question in here. Uh, so Greg says, gentlemen, do you feel that the Texas Chupacabras should be renamed? This yes. is a controversy going on right now on in our clubhouse community. But I think so. You know exactly what we're talking about. Well, it yeah, I mean, like, OK, can of- we just rename all of OK? So there's clearly two types. Yeah. Of- creature that people call totally you've got totally puerto rican one from the the what was it puerto rico yeah from the 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 90s which you know is like a weird spiky gray alien um and then you've got you know like fangs or something and then you've got the the um you know southwestern united states chupacabra which is like some kind of dog with mange yeah. And so, yeah, like, of course it has, it, it should have some kind of different name because it couldn't be less of the same thing. Exactly. Yeah, no, I, I agree a hundred percent. And uh, yeah, watch uh paranormality magazines account for more info. Uh, they're going to have a rename the Texas Chupacabra contest. Uh, it's pretty solid. Um, just call them like next... sad dogs or something. I mean, sad dogs, sad, sad puppy. 
because they, they got mange and that you know we actually uh yeah. our last dog that that we adopted like she had mange when 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 we got her and it's just it's truly it is sad because they're just these little furless oh, dogs sure, yeah you know she's yeah. she's fine now of course you you never want to see it, an animal in any type of discomfort and pain is no. not cool so yeah I, I totally totally get that um next question is a really good question <clears throat> If you, you, you can pass if you want to, if it's like it led to an issue where you're like, I really can't name names because it might cause issues. So you're okay to pass if you want to, but let's see. Okay. Greg says, have you caught anyone trying to pull a hoax on you? Oh yeah. No. Like what is this high school? Yeah. I will, I would totally <laughs> name names. That would, be, that would be the first person. Oh, if I caught somebody serious, like that would be a huge ethical dilemma and the only real yeah. dilemma would be if i chose not to to say you know that's true um yeah no i i totally have caught caught people hoaxing um you know i there sometimes we will be approached by people um who are less than genuine and uh mm. and and that's why i really insist on on you know, us doing our, our due diligence before I'm willing to, to put my name behind something. Right. Um, you know, often the, uh, the, okay, really one of the, the like signatures for me of somebody who is completely full of it is there's no repeated contact. So often what, what hoaxers will do is they'll just have some story and they'll type it out and they'll email it to you. And, um, you know, sometimes it's real obvious and it reads like somebody's, you know, bad creative writing project. Um, but, you know, other, other times it's just an in, in incredible story and you'll, you'll go and you'll say, Hey, that's great. Like, this is really interesting. Thank you for sending it my way. But, you know, can I, I, can I talk to you? And then you just mm -hmm. don't hear from them, like ever. And, uh, and I can't say all of those were hoaxes. Some of them almost certainly are, because again, it really is like, something that uh, that some aspiring author would would put out on reddit or something and maybe some of them are people who just legitimately saw something and and uh, for whatever reason weren't willing to follow up on it um in terms of actually you know exposing a hoax there was this person you know i don't know uh, claimed to be a woman i don't know if they were or not uh on reddit a while back um adding these really interesting videos of like something in their house and talking about like, um, you know, possible alien contact and all this stuff. And so I wrote this article after chatting with them. Some, and of course, like I you know, was clear about sort of the level of, uh, of uh, contact that I had, but also what I do, and this is even after I've spoken to somebody, because at the end of the day, I wasn't there. And if I could prove True. that what they said happened really happened, um, you know, like we wouldn't have to have stuff like this because it would be taught in school and we would all have degrees in paranormality or whatever. And, oh, you man. know, it, yeah. it, it, it would be great. But um, but because I can't, uh, even if it's somebody that I've had extensive contact with, I have to say uh, that this person claimed, you know, such and such happened, um, you know, uh, whatever like you like you end up having to use the word claim and reportedly and 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 all of these other qualifiers just to let people know that you don't really know if it happened or not but it might have this is this is what they're saying and so when i wrote this article of course that was the kind of, of language that i used because this person was claiming 
that they were a, a mother with a, a single mother with a, a small child and these little beings were entering their house and they had these, these videos of them. Well, turns out that um, it was uh, in, um, boy, what do you call it? Uh, like an altered reality game, I think is 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 what the oh yeah yes yeah yeah yeah, you know yeah. I mean? yeah. and really is it's it's kind of just a nice way to say liar and people lying for fun because right like that's all it was in, in in this case like it wasn't it wasn't really a game so much as somebody just like lying and hoaxing and wanting to be able to have a cooler like name for it uh, because when they were uh, uh, eventually caught. Uh, because I wasn't the only person interested in this, you know, you had like all of the internet sort of, of, of digging into it. And it didn't take, you know, people very long to, uh, to, um, you know, get, go, go through their Twitter account and, and figure out that, right. that something wasn't right here. And no hoax is, is very sustainable either. That's the other thing. Uh, hoaxes are identified usually very quickly, especially in this day and age. Um, oh, sure. It is very difficult. Like if you can't start a hoax on, on the internet, you're going to be figured out within three days, probably. Exactly, and, and that's basically what happened here. And um, and of course, the like the the person doing it was all mad because they couldn't understand why people had to ruin their fun. We're just having fun. It's just jokes, guys, right? You know, like so. What if like this is an issue that has affected thousands of people? Uh, you know, and 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 and, and traumatized uh, uh, individuals who have dealt with like this 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 phenomenon like no it's like none of it's real it's fine to worry about it um and so yeah of course like anytime that happens i will uh, uh first thing i'll do is i'll go back and update the um original article and i'll say hey uh this is a confirmed hoax uh written in bold at the very beginning so you like there's no sure. way you can mistake it for anything else and then i'll make sure that uh, i have a follow-up article usually and i'll put a link to the follow-up article you know, in the uh, the the uh, original article as well, so then people can go and read about how it was a hoax or whatever. Um, now that doesn't happen in terms of like direct contact with uh, with witnesses very often. Um, it's way more often that uh, I'll see a story circulating and not be satisfied with the coverage of it, um, and so you know, journalistically, I want to investigate that, and uh, and I'll, I'll I'll write an article that you know, we'll, we'll show it to be a hoax. Like, I don't know if, if you remember that uh, it was like a gargoyle on a telephone pole or something that was going around all over. No, the, I the, think I missed yeah. that one. That's interesting. I'll have to, I'll try to dig it up and send it to you. Okay. But uh, yeah, it was one yeah. where, you know, it, it was a video um, and it looked pretty cool. And of course the internet being the, the internet, the, the hive of scum and villainy that it is, you oh, had oh, people wait. who found this and were like, Oh, hey, I saw this outside on my street. What do you think it is? And um, and it turns out, and it, it wasn't even that hard for me to find, that it was uh, it, it was actually this uh, uh, CGI production company who specializes in, in oh, movie special wow. effects who had made this video. And it's like on their 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 YouTube channel. And somebody just ripped it off there and, and decided they were gonna, you know, pass around as though it, it, it was legit. So most of the hoaxes that we end up covering or that we're involved with in, in any way um, are uh, are usually that. Every once in a while, we'll, we'll come across one uh, with, with actual witness contact, but usually it's just people spreading creepypastas and, and us wanting to do our Yeah, work. right. 
exactly. to kind of stem the tide of, of BS flowing out of the internet. Totally. Which hats off to you. Oh, hey, <laughs> speaking of hats. Um, so we, I, I need to point out, and this is, uh, we have a few new people in the, in the chat here. We've got, Hey, uh, strangeology, strangeology podcast. Jeff says, Hey friends. Hey buddy. How's it going? Uh, Alex has stopped by from Sasquatch out of the shadows says crypto as well. Just had gang strong all the love tonight for Tobias. Uh, and T Tate says, that's not a hat. This is a hat. Nice reference. I believe that's a crocodile Dundee, uh, reference it was nice knife right? it's sure. supposed to be knife but he's he's yeah. mashed it up hey speaking of tate make sure that uh you uh listeners you check out uh my friend tate hieronymus's new bigfoot documentary dropping next wednesday uh at 1 p.m eastern time on youtube so gonna be a good one i think it's uncovering the truth of sasquatch uh let me know in the chat if i said that wrong tate and my apologies, but whatevs. Um, let's uh, continue with, of course, uh, we haven't even really touched the subject yet, but so you are becoming very well known uh, for uh, the subject of Mothman, specifically uh, the, the uh, Lake Michigan Mothman. Uh, start out by, uh, so what was it that kind of, was there a certain thing that drew you to this particular cryptid or what, what started the, um, I mean, it's really just like you are the Lake Michigan Mothman or one of the top guys about it. How did that all come about? Sure. Uh, purely by chance, honestly, okay. uh, a, a trio of sightings happened to come through the, uh, the mutual UFO network, uh, case mm. management system. And, uh, and they wrote a short article, on it for their their website and at the time of course i was writing the news for the the singular Fordian society and uh, and i saw that and i thought hey um you know this might make an, an interesting article for our our readers and uh, and so I, I wrote a short article on it and uh, and published it and i i didn't think it was going to go anywhere I, it really seemed like one of those stories that um you know you you, you kind of put out there because it's weird and, and interesting but um you don't really expect it to, to go anywhere um and you know Honestly, if, if those had been the only stories uh, or, or reports that, that had come out, we wouldn't even be talking about this, um, you know, because I, I talked to Sam Moranto later, who's the, the state director uh, for, for Move On in Illinois, and, uh, and they really weren't able to contact these witnesses, um, had very, very limited contact by email, I think. And, uh, and so they, they weren't particularly well investigated. Um, and so there wasn't like that much to them. But as it turned out, uh, those weren't the only sightings. Um, next thing you knew, you had all of these sightings coming in through uh, Phantoms and Monsters, UFO Clearinghouse. Um, sure, yeah. And, uh, and you know, I, I saw those obviously being uh, reported by them. And, and um, it having been just after, you know, these, these other sightings, I thought, well, this is interesting. Could this be the, the, the beginning of a, a flap or something? And so... You know, I, I wanted to reach out to, to Lon Strickler over at uh, Phantoms and Monsters and Manuel Navarrete yep. over at, at UFO Clearinghouse personally, see if, if, if I could interview them for the, the, the website, of course, um, as, you know, I think anybody would trying to, to cover this story. And uh, they were both very, you know, uh, friendly and, and, and sort of welcoming and, and forthcoming um, in terms of being interviewed. And, and so I did that. And, uh, 
And it wasn't too long after that, that, um, you know, due to our proximity to some of these sighting locations and, uh, and uh, sort of traveling in the, 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 the same circles, uh, we were asked to actually participate in this investigation. And uh, that made a lot of sense, especially because really by that time, we had started getting reports of our own anyway. Um, and so, you know, next next thing you know, here we are four years later and and uh, reports still come in. Yeah. Uh, what was it that, what was the process of, of um, so you've written the book, The Lake Michigan Mothman. Was there, like, what, how did it come about that you were like, man, there needs to be um, like a, a, do you just feel like, Hey, there needs to be a, a book written about this. This is such a big deal. Or like, what was your thinking about getting that book put together? Sure. I mean, honestly, part of my, my reasoning um, or really the, the, the impetus behind that, that particular book was um, internet BS, frankly, like the, the, sure. the, the, the fact was, yeah that there were dozens and dozens of, of sightings. And I kept seeing misinformation um, regarding these sightings on the, the, the internet. Um, and some of it was from people who just kind of wanted to gatekeep the, the Mothman phenomenon and, and poo-poo the whole thing. Um, and then part of it was uh, people just basically playing an extended game of telephone on the internet because that's yeah. how the internet works where they're just repeating stuff and slowly details get changed and mixed up and they're just telling it wrong. And I thought, well, okay, right now all people have are these, you know, different articles, the dozens of articles that we've written um, uh, about these sightings, but they don't really have this real comprehensive source of information that you, you could point to and say, okay, everything you want to know about uh, the, the, the sightings, at least as far as, as what we know and everything that went into investigating them, especially because that was a point of contention it's in this book. And so you can, you can look at, like, you can look at this single, like this single volume and see uh, what everything went into this uh, in investigation. Then just make up your own mind uh, whether you, you uh, believe any of it or, 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 you know, think it's, it's worth pursuing. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was that, like, that was mostly it for me. It wasn't one of those things where I felt like, you know, this was going to be a super fun project, uh, for, right. for, for me to, you know, uh, work on. And, and, and it just, if it, it felt necessary, um, because too often in this field, uh, you get a lot of big egos who want to make these phenomena about themselves, Exactly. And the actual experiences of these real human beings, and they are real human beings, I promise you, who have experienced this stuff, um, it, it, it just falls by the wayside. It's just pushed aside by all of these stupid egos. And that's such a huge disservice to these people who, you know, just want help. They want help understanding what's what's happened to them. Um, and so, you know, allowing this investigation to sort of be relegated to the, the, the circus of, of celebritization was, um, it just felt gross. It felt gross to me. And, and I thought, Hey, what's the one thing I can do? Well, I can, I can write a book. You know, I, I, I spent, you know, uh, five figures at, 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 uh, the, the university of Wisconsin, Madison, and I can at least <laughs> write a book. Right. Thank you goodness. Know. Yeah. I hear that. Um, and so thankfully, so you've written the book 
And I want to say uh, there's a quote out there. Uh, you uh, uh, first you you write the book, then uh, TV comes knocking, or something to that effect. Um, something like that. It, sure. Yeah, but uh, the the thing is, is that so? Thankfully, you've written the book, and you're a guy that actually cares about the people and uh, the stories, and you're able to. Um, kind of make sure that the story is being told uh, with, with respect almost on shows such as like expedition X or like upcoming small town monsters. What kind what, what has that experience been like uh, starting to be involved with, you know, getting your, your message out to a, a larger audience or maybe a different audience? Well, you know, it's uh, um, working with, uh, you know, the, the, the cable network production companies, it is a world away from working with, you know, um, somebody like Seth and, and small town monsters. Totally. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, you know, I've talked to way more television producers than I've, I've really worked with because they'll, they'll do this thing where, you know, if, uh, if, if you have, you know, written a book or, or, you know, you have a, a really nice website and, and you're sort of known, um, in the, 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 the field, um, you know, for investigating where they will try to call you and just like, you know, use you for free information, ba yep. basically. Totally. And, and they'll be totally. like, Oh, I've got the project that I, I want to talk to you about. And, uh, and really all that is, is they're just like, so what do you think this is? What do you think this is? Who do you think I should talk to about this? Can you, can, can you get a hold of them for me? And it's just like, I don't work for you, dude. Like, this is, yeah. I don't know who you think I am, but yeah. But uh, any, in, anyway, and so that sort of, I think, um, gives people some idea of, of what the cable networks are really about. And so I, I did Expedition X and it was a wonderful experience. Like the, the, the crew was great. Um, you know, it was funny, like actually between... Uh, shots you know i was just talking to some of the guys on on the crew and they were telling me about yeah. the experiences that, that that they had had like they were oh, one wow. guy was telling me that uh, they were shooting in hawaii for something i don't remember what um and uh and he had seen like this ghost march which is like this folkloric uh hawaiian oh, wow, um, dude event that that's supposed to happen yeah and i you know i didn't think he was making it up you you know it certainly didn't seem like it that's and wild. uh yeah I, you know i figure if you're out filming enough of these things or, or just traveling enough, you're going to see something. But, uh, but you know, that was, oh, yeah. that was a different experience because basically what you had is you had, you know, obviously there were producers kind of getting everybody ready and crew guys slapping mics on, on people and telling me I couldn't wear my necklace because it got in the way of my microphone <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, I, small town monsters never made me take my, my, my Mjolnir off. I'll just say that. Because Seth is legit. That's why I'm, that's right. I'm super big fans of those guys. Super but, big uh, fans. Yeah. So, you know, there's a, there's a director on set, which I always thought was really interesting um, because why would, why should you need one? Right. But True. you do, if, if you want things to be uh, portrayed a certain way. And so they're telling of, a story. Yeah. They yeah, want a certain so, story to be like, told. Literally you'll, you'll be up there and they'll be like, okay, we'll just talk about this. You know, like, which is fine. It's very similar to kind of what, what we're doing now, only, you know, it's not necessarily a question or they'll be like, 
hey, uh, you know, you host, like ask him this or whatever. But right. then like, and, and that'll all happen and that's all normal and organic. But then after that, the, the, the director will go, okay, that was great. I really liked that. That was, a, that was a good answer. Felt like the conversation was, was cool, but could we have done it a little more like this? Like not exactly like <laughs> in my word, put it in your own words, but could but we have even better that? if, yeah. And I'm just like, well, I'm not going to make anything up or lie, but absolutely, you know, not. I'll keep repeating things in a slightly different way. That's you know, funny. Like whatever it takes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So well, good for you for yeah. sticking to, to what you were holding to be true. I, sure. You know, I, I hope that uh, whatever uh, TV producers don't see this and, and blacklist me, but at the same time, I don't know. That's, they're not exactly beating down our door anyway at this point. So um, yeah, it's just, people need to know, like when you're watching these, these cable network shows, like, um, you know, I, I feel like some, some of the people involved are definitely like they're interested in these subjects. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, the shows, they're for entertainment and you need to understand that they're for exactly. entertainment. Um, that's a, that's a really good so, point. Yeah. You know, just to, uh, take that for, for what it's worth. And again, not disparaging those shows um, because I don't think that they necessarily lie about being uh, entertainment. I just think that they don't necessarily go out of their way to tell people um but uh at small town monsters that's a whole other animal it's 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 totally. it's a different world um i've never done more than one take when when talking to seth or or, or heather or anybody it's literally never happened because they're a, a legitimate uh a documentary filmmaking you know production company um, oh, totally. and so you know, that's, that's always been a, a really great experience. I mean, it's, um, you know, it's basically you, uh, you show up and, you know, they have different things that they want to do because they want to present these documentaries in a way that's going to be interesting to people because it doesn't matter how much factual information you have in a documentary if nobody wants to watch it. Right. Um, and so, you know, like they'll have different places that you'll talk and everything and, and that keeps it interesting for folks. But, um, it's all very legit. It's all clearly made by people who have a real interest in um, being as objective, you know, as, as unbiased as possible and in, in really sort of trying to speak to the, the nature of, 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 of these phenomena, you know, um, they don't really have a, a, a preset um, conclusion that they're trying to work towards. Uh, which, you know, you, you, you will see on, on different uh, cable you know, network shows, but small town monsters doesn't, doesn't really do that. Um, it's, you know, Hey, let's get, you know, everybody worth talking to who is actually involved with something and, uh, and talk to them and uh, see if we can talk to some witnesses and then see what, what we can dig up and whatever's there is, is whatever's there. And, uh, and, and viewers can, can sort of make up their own mind. Um, and it's not, they don't just show up film for one day and then there's your, your documentary, you know, um, which, you know, uh, honestly, when, when, when you're watching, um, you know, uh, a, a lot of network shows, um, that's, that's what happens is they're there for, uh, one day, you know, maybe they've, they've, they've got a film crew that comes in and gets B-roll and stuff like the day before or something. Yeah. Um, but that's not small town monsters. Like they're, they're there for as long as it takes, uh, could be several days, could be a week, whatever. Um, 
and, and, and that's better, like, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, that's, that is what allows them to actually uh, get the kind of information that you're going to see in their documentaries. It's, it, it's what allows them to dig as, as deep as they do. And honestly, even before that filming begins, there's, you know, there's layers of research that, that has, has. Oh happened. yeah, totally. Yeah. Like yeah, Heather is researching like crazy. And, and when you're working with a, a you know, a cable production company, usually like the research that they're going to do is, Hey, you know, give us everything interesting that, that you have. Um, and, and that's, you know, that's basically it. like, that is to say that they're not really doing any research. They're sort of counting on you to do all of this extra work. Um, and then they'll decide if, if they want to do anything with it or, or, or not. Um, I will say this. A lot of them are listening to cryptozoology podcasts right now. You knew it. If you are a cryptozoology podcaster, you are being listened to by people you would have, you would not even think they are listening. And I'll just leave it there. But you <laughs> never know what's going to happen in the future. Like no, all I, of a sudden, I, it's going to be like talking heads are now the cryptid pod, like the cryptid podcasters are now the talking heads. It's gonna, it's gonna be crazy. Who knows? They could happen. I could easily see it happening. But you never, you never know. know. And I, I, again, I can't stress this enough. I don't want this, hopefully, to come off as me just, you know, crapping on on you know cable network paranormal shows. I mean, it's definitely not. I'm trying to talk about the the reality of of them. You know, I don't think that's the only way to do it, um, but I do think it's the way that it's done now. And again, if uh, if that's your thing, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. It's not like if they called me tomorrow, I'd say no, I'm never working with you again. Of of, of right. course I would. Um, I'm just never going to compromise myself or 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 my my personal ethics. You know. Uh, for, Which for, is huge. For that is huge. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I will say for those in the chat, if you have any questions for Tobias as we go along, definitely feel free to uh, to put those in. Um, I. So let's see. Uh, what is there a certain story right now that has your attention as a in, investigator and a journalist? That is a really good question. Um, you know there. There are a couple of, of ongoing storylines, I think. Um, you know, well, I, one that's just, it's kind of fun. Um, and uh, and I'm, I'm sure everybody's interested in it. Although um, it's probably the, in my opinion, the, the least believed in cryptid left is uh, Loch Ness. Oh, the, yeah, the that photo. Years, yeah, well, that just the, 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 the last couple of years. Yeah, have, yeah. Real big for for Loch Ness monster sightings, totally. uh, in terms of, of you know people reporting them. But there's a there's a couple of caveats there. You know, um, the 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 first is obviously pandemic and that that webcam. So I think you've you've had people who just have an unprecedented amount of time to sit oh, yeah. around and watch that that Loch Ness webcam for all kinds of road waves and floating logs and whatever else they're saying. Um, but, uh, but then, you know, of, of, of course, um, uh, just beyond that, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's popular and it's, it's, you know, it's, it's a known tourist lo location. And uh, so, you know, I'd be kind of surprised if, if, if the Loch Ness monster ever like ever really went away. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting because you see 
these reports. Oh, and there's there's one other part of this too. I if it looked like I was thinking for a, a, a second, it's because I was trying to remember this. Yeah, no, uh, but uh, there, there, there's another part to this. So uh, uh, tabloids in Britain will pay people for their stories. And, uh, oh, wow. and so, okay. yeah, if you've got a compelling photograph um, or a, a snippet of video or just a real wild tale, um, you know, they might pay you for it. And so it's and it's enough where people want to come up with this stuff. Uh, and, and so they do. And um, and so the the legend of, of, of the, the Loch Ness Monster lives on. But, yeah, referencing that that photo. Um, that that uh that came out recently you know i all credit to to sam sheeran obviously oh yeah uh, he nailed it yeah like immediately you know i i had seen it it was all over it yeah and then like right away i was like well sam has already solved this so i'm gonna write the article and exactly put his photo in it and uh, you know like and credit him obviously and uh and, and that was it that was it was open and shut but it literally like he found the toy and everything that it was wild. They could use, yeah, to to hoax this photo. Um, so, you know, what 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 are you going to do? the The other uh, big story, which I, I think is is a little more serious, um, that again has been ongoing. This is ongoing for you know four plus years now. Is um, uh, uh, UFOs and uh, and 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 oh, yeah. government uh, uh, involvement in in their investigation, you know, um, that's one that I've been following very closely and it is a mess. <laughs> I mean, there are, <laughs> there are so many at this point, there are so many different people with so many different opinions uh, who are involved or have involved themselves. Um, and, uh, and it's difficult to kind of unravel all of the separate threads but you know, I, I I do my best when I I'm, I'm writing articles, you know, for the the, the Singular Forty and Society about it. Um, but uh, you know, it's it's interesting from what I've seen following it so far. Um, it uh, it sounds like to at least to me, and I this isn't the most popular opinion, um, especially among people who really want to believe. But it doesn't seem like the government is really doing their best to be honest and, and truthful no, about this. Not you know? at all. So it's, it's 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 another one of those lies by omission where they yep. they come out and they say like, oh, uh, you know this this navy uh, 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 destroyer or whatever uh, or uh, aircraft carrier saw a, a you know a bunch of drones that they couldn't identify and then people are like oh like those have like those have to be ufos and the government's like we don't know and <laughs> <Who> like <laughs> right could be anything right yeah <laughs> I, I hope you don't let your imagination go wild and uh, and of course it does exactly uh, and, and next thing, yeah i mean it's like the likeliest scenario to me at, at this point seems like the, the the government having to deal with the issue of like some foreign power who is able to in, in invade our airspace with drones or something. Uh, uh, yeah, I know. It's like, which one is better? You know, like, yeah. I, mean, I don't know, man. 
yeah. yeah neither is neither is fun right but you know honestly the, the, the other part of that too is that i mean i i believe in the the veracity of, of eyewitness testimony uh when it comes to the, the the ufo phenomenon and so you know i've spoken to enough witnesses directly myself where i'm not saying that like there's necessarily a uh an easy, simple, prosaic explanation for everything, like for, for every single UFO sighting out there. Um, there may not even be those uh, explanations for every single military sighting that has, has come to light so far. Um, it just, again, from what I've seen, the evidence that, that, that I've seen directly in covering this, um, it's not super compelling. The only parts of it that would be compelling are the parts that nobody is ever like able to verify except for the tiny handful of, of people who are saying they've spoken to like these secretive, you know, government sources. And, and, and they'll always tell you about like all of this evidence that exists that none of us ever get to see. And mm. so it's, you know, and, and then you bring that up and people get real insulted. Like they're really upset. Like, Oh, why would they put their credibility on the line? And and how dare you question them? And and like, look, man, like any real honest person with a serious interest in in this stuff, if they were telling you to believe in the existence of this evidence that they won't show you, I mean, they they should be the first people going like, hey, look, I know this sounds crazy. And there's no reason for you to believe this, but I'm telling you this evidence is, up. but instead they're like, Oh no, I, oh, how dare you doubt my sources. And, and these are legitimate, you know, military personnel and, and what, oh, what's man, wrong yeah. with you. And so it's like, look, you know, right now the evidence we have is not compelling. It, it just isn't. And, and I wish it was different um, because that would be awesome, but it's not. So it isn't. Yeah. Um, the whole UFO thing is like, so I, of course, am, am pretty much a cryptozoology focused person, but like even <clears throat> being in this field, like the UFO thing is so strong right now. It's still like you still see stuff that's coming in and like uh, George Knapp has a new new book and like supposedly like that's a ton of new information uh, out now. and. It's crazy, man. It's absolutely crazy. I'm like, I got to focus on Bigfoot stuff or I'm like, I'm going to get sucked in. Like the UFO stuff is amazing though. So I'm, I, one is I, I can't, it's got to be tough. Like you're, you're constantly looking all over the place, but it seems like you can handle it pretty well, which is awesome. Um, like, yeah, Oh, uh, I don't think I've, if, even if I've asked you this before, because there is, uh, a previous interview we did a, an interview a while back about uh, really in detail about mothman stuff so i don't think i asked you this but um let's say someone is looking to get into like 14 topics uh is there certain books that you would recommend for them to add to their bookshelf yeah definitely um you know actually let me see if it's handy i like my collected works of charles fort um mm. It's, uh, you know, it's an easier read than you would expect for, you know, something written like a hundred years ago. Uh, and I, and I can't 
stress enough like the importance of being familiar with port because if you look at you know I, honestly all of your your favorite paranormal writers today um or that that that, that most people have read and are into uh john keel uh, uh lauren coleman you know brad yeah. all of these yeah. different guys um the reason i i learned about charles fort was by reading these other these other authors growing up and they, mm-hmm. you know, every once in a while you would hear somebody use like the term Fortean or, you know, like they would reference Charles Fort. And I'd be like, who the hell is that? Right. Um, and so it, it inspired me to, 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 to look into it and, and discover, you know, Charles Fort and his work. And it is my firm belief that you cannot understand the work of people, especially somebody like John Keel. You can't understand it. You think you can, but trust me, you don't unless you've read Charles Fort. Uh, because you need to understand the the inspiration behind many of the ideas that these other you know authors have now. It's a, it's, it's sort of like if you were to that. teach a class about this stuff, Fort would have to be required reading. You know, like like any other class you've you've, you've ever taken, you have to start at the beginning of of this field of study. To be able to 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 teach people, you know, about its history uh, accurately, and 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 that's Charles Fort all day. Um, and and the other part of that is like, okay, well, you know, I've read these 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 other authors and uh, and sort of heard their opinions on things. And since they were clearly, you know, influenced so heavily by Charles Fort, why would I not want to go and read that, no matter what? You know, like why why wouldn't I I I'd be interested in in this person who so clearly influenced, uh, you know, everybody in, in this field, whether they know it or not, he's sort of the, uh, the, the HP Lovecraft of the, the, the paranormal field. Oh, honestly. interesting. Yeah. Where like literally his, cool. his, like his stuff, it's in everything, whether you notice it or not. Now, if, if you're familiar with him, you recognize it everywhere. It's, it's just like, you know, HP Lovecraft where, you know, if, if if you're familiar with Lovecraft, all of a sudden you're seeing his influence in literally every modern horror writer, from Stephen King to Clive Barker uh, to Neil Gaiman, like he's everywhere, right? Now, if if you didn't know who that was, you would think that they were just coming up with these ideas by themselves, free of influence, <laughs> right? But once you know who Lovecraft is, you're like, oh, okay, like that's an interesting sort of take on something he introduced 100 years ago. Well, that's Charles Ford. You know, like that's that's what he is to uh, modern, you know, paranormal or cryptozoological, or ufological, whatever, uh, uh, in investigation and research. Like that's what he does. Once once you learn to recognize his influence, it's everywhere. Hmm. So yeah, like number one, familiarize yourself with Charles Ford. That is really good advice, and I think that same advice can be taken uh, in in you know that's like it's important to be well-read and read the stuff that is um, the, the foundational pillars in the topic that you are looking to become well-versed in. Like if it's Bigfoot, you're, you're Renee DeHinden, John Green, um, even, you know, Lauren Coleman. Uh, It doesn't have to be books that are really old per se, you know, like figure out who are the foundational uh, figures in your your niche and really get to know that don't just focus on like i read this on reddit as we were saying before right but um near the end here so um 
we got a little bit of time left. So um, audience, if you have any other questions, definitely put those in the chat. But I wanted to bring up a few maybe random high strangeness cryptid topics and just kind of get um, um, your your basic reaction to it, if you have any thoughts. And um, sure. if you don't want to go super deep into it, but I'm just kind of I'm curious to what your reaction is. Uh, being a guy who is constantly like investigating different things, um, uh, Dogman, specifically not uh, Beast of Bray Road, but like the Kentucky stuff. Okay. Um, well, I just honestly, my reaction to Dogman in general is sort of how, you know, like you think about the the descriptions of this thing and it seems like a biological impossibility, right? Like, especially mm-hmm. when people, for instance, like if, if you've seen um, the, 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 the depictions of, uh, of dog man sort of, you know, with uh, the, the canine legs yeah. and it's, you know, it's huge and sort of hulking and it's, it's got this, this canid head and everything. Um, it doesn't seem possible again, like, within our current understanding of, of, of biology, right? Like there's just so much about that, that, that doesn't make sense. Um, like, like those legs, for instance, um, you know, I don't know if, it, do you have a dog? Cause I have two and they're terrible at standing up and walking around. On those no, legs. totally. Yeah. Like they're just not yeah. made for it. It's not, yep. it's, 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 it's not good. You know, it's, it, it, it's just, it isn't, it isn't useful. Uh, when it comes to, 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 to bipedal movement. Um, and so, you know, like maybe their, their bone structure is, uh, is, is different um, because, you know, like you do see uh, boy, like there's prosthetic legs that are sort of similar to that and people, you know, can run with them pretty fast and stuff. Um, but, uh, but yeah, again, it just seems real weird. Now, I mean, all of that aside, cause who knows, like, yeah, maybe they evolved in a way, where you know their bone structure somehow um, uh, allows for for these these um, uh, sort of idiosyncratic uh, 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 limbs and things. Um, now, that being the case, you have to sort of get into the other uh, 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 questions of biology, right? So then then you have to start thinking about um, breeding population, right, and food source and habitat and all this other True. stuff. And, um, you know, yeah, where do they live? Uh, uh, what do they eat? Um, you know, like there aren't dog species. There aren't any hidden dog species. You know what I mean? Like they just, they're not a thing. Um, yeah. If there are dog, because for instance, I, I, I live in Southern Wisconsin and we got a bunch of coyotes and they're everywhere and you can't avoid them. Um, and, uh, and they're wild animals, but they're also right next to you and they don't care. Because dogs don't care, like canines don't care, right? You know, like yeah. they're you know, like it just it doesn't make any sense. Um, not honestly, not that I think that there is a place where they could hide because I don't really, but um, but I you know, what would they hide? Like, what 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 kind of canid species all of a sudden is just hiding from from humanity? Um, you know, they they just have a tendency to sort of blunder into in, into things, um. But, um, yeah, so you know, none of that makes sense. Uh, it, it, it doesn't make sense. Um, you know, you think that, that you would, 
you would notice the the amount of food that, that they would have to eat missing. You know, we would wonder why our our deer population is is so small. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, we, yeah. Again, like there's just there's there there's a lot of different reasons. You know, like where 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 would they live? Um, people have posited that they live underground or something. Um, okay, yeah, like all those other canid species that live underground. That's a totally <laughs> normal thing. You know, no, that's right. That's yeah. Never yeah. Like, I don't think so. Yeah. Why? Um, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I think that, okay. Now all of that aside, what are people seeing? Right. Uh, because True. there are some, some people who are, are very earnest in, in their testimony. And then you have to start thinking about, well, okay, obviously biologically, this doesn't make any sense, but is there some other way that we can explain these sightings without contradicting the the, the testimony of, of of people trying to authentically relate their experience. And so then you have to get into, you know, even, even weirder things. You have to start considering, uh, you know, things like um, uh, entities that, that sort of interact through the medium of consciousness uh, that might be able to appear in a, a variety of forms. Um, you might uh, want to consider uh, the idea that, um, you know, uh, certain people uh, uh, would be capable of, you know, not physically changing shape uh, necessarily, but sort of taking on the, uh, you know, the appearance of something like that through some spiritual mechanism or, 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 or some, you know, uh, uh, un like previously sort of undiscovered mechanism that again, isn't allowing for biological change, but does sort of allow them to um, appear as, as something like that. Um, you know, so you can get real weird with it and you almost have to, if, if you want to take dog man seriously, because if you're taking it seriously, then you have to look at the, the biological stuff and be like, well, that's all out the window because none of that makes sense. Yeah. So, you know, what else can we come up with no matter how weird uh, to start uh, to start trying to to make sense of of that phenomenon, if you're willing to allow uh, for the possibility that um, you know not everybody's lying, not everybody is is mistaken, and and you know at least some of the witnesses are uh, are, are authentically relating their uh, experience. I uh, it's the I'll be honest, it's the one cryptid I wish, I hope is not real. Because if it is, then I can never go in the woods again because it's straight like you never hear a like dog man was being so nice and like was giving out high fives. Like he's usually trying to kill everyone and he's having a really bad day. So I feel like no thanks. Okay, but what statistically, what are okay, what's the number of people we know to have been attacked or killed by dog man so far? Is 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 it zero? Because okay. I feel like it's zero. Now, well, like, now there's the big there's the big attack that happened in land of land between the lakes. Kentucky is the big one. And I want to say like like it was pretty rough and they say that it was a dogman attack. I don't know. Obviously, I ha I focus more on the Bigfoot stuff, but like that's the one that comes up all the time is the land between the lakes dogman attack in Kentucky. So but yeah, I guess maybe there hasn't been a ton of them. I don't know. Right. I'm, I'm going to have to go back and, and, and look that one up because it's not it's not um, it's not ringing any bells right away. Um, is that is that like one of the ones where they have video of it chasing them or something? 
I don't I don't believe so. Okay. Not that I've seen. Story. Yeah. Okay. But it's a rabbit hole for sure. Um, another one, and we will 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 end with this one. I feel like do you what are your thoughts about like our cultures? Um it almost feels like there's some weird like people getting all like hyped up about like uh giants and giants in our culture and have you seen have you seen this or maybe it's just i'm looking at weird stuff to do with high strangeness and i see all the weird stuff but like is that is that a thing that's like coming out of nowhere is it always been around it's it's not coming out of nowhere um that's a thing that's that's around forever um and so so really what you're witnessing is sort of the intersection of uh abrahamic religion and the paranormal Mm. field and so yeah so you've got people um with uh, you know from certain spiritual traditions or, or backgrounds Sure. Um, that have stories of, of giants, right? So you've got things like the uh, Nephilim, right? And the yep. Anunnaki and stuff in, in, in uh, uh, from, you know, the, the Abrahamic religions. And, uh, and so I think those stories are, are very, very attractive to people. Now, I don't know, for instance, like I've never heard of anybody seeing like a living giant just running around, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. like, like taller than a basketball player like a 10 an actual 10 foot tall giant you know other than obviously you know people are reporting uh, uh certain bigfoot sightings um you know sometimes winged humanoid sightings i'll talk about the seven or eight foot tall being or, or, or something and certainly there's no shortage of people who want to try to connect those types of, of creature sightings to their own personal like religious beliefs um right which is a whole nother thing um but yeah, you know, uh, stories of people digging up giant skeletons. Uh, there's even there was a persistent rumor of the the Smithsonian like hiding proof of of, exactly. of giant skeletons having been found. Yeah, no, that's yeah. I mean the Smithsonian is is known for like not. I mean they do some weird stuff. stuff. Yeah. No, that's it's literally like yes, that's that's anathema to their 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 purpose. But anyway, um, yeah, so. I, I think again, like without going into a, a ton of detail, because it is a huge uh, a sort of sub genre of the, the 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 paranormal is these these giants, right? Sure. Um, and uh, from from what I have seen, it's very much sort of the kind of thing that people want to exist to justify their religious beliefs and sort of add some kind of like. Uh, uh, physical evidence uh, to to add uh, credibility to to those to those beliefs. That is really interesting. Yeah, that's an interesting viewpoint on it for sure. That I don't hear a lot of that. I I actually haven't heard that talked about. But yeah, that I could see how that could make sense. Yeah, very cool. Um, do you think that will there ever be a uh, Lake Michigan Mothman Part Two? maybe um maybe i mean there's reports coming in all the time right there are there are definitely the 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 thing is you know now i covered all of the reports that 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 we took personally and were able to actually go out and investigate like i put those in strange tales of the 
impossible. Um, but that doesn't rule out a second Lake Michigan Mothman. Um, you know, it's it's entirely possible that uh, that we'll get to the point where I'll feel like it's 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 necessary again. Um, but um, you know, I don't have any plans right now. What I would probably do first, honestly, is is a second edition of the book we have now. Um, okay. Yeah. And uh, and maybe just add in like a chapter on the O'Hare stuff or something. Oh, and, that and would I be think cool. that would, yeah, I think that would basically catch people up. And uh, yeah, and, and that would be, be cool. Fun. So awesome. So Tobias has been super fun chatting with you tonight, and thank you for answering uh, some of the questions we had come in and just chatting about all sorts of uh, stuff to do with cryptids mothman and high strangeness and everything 14 it's been a super fun time uh do you mind uh telling for the telling the listeners um how they can keep up to date with what you're doing what are the the best ways of uh, doing that sure uh so you know if uh you're interested in what we do you can always follow the singular 40 and society on social media uh you can find us on Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr. You can always visit our website, of course, at uh, singular40n.com. And if you decide that you're interest, uh, interested enough uh, in what we do, that you want to be a part of it, uh, you can find us at patreon.com slash singular40n. Rockin'. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for uh, for hanging out tonight, Tobias. And uh, people in the chat... Uh, thank you for hanging out with us live. Uh, listeners, you can always go to um, to Bigfoot Society on YouTube and uh, every Friday at 8 p.m. Central, you can be uh, live with us and uh, put your question in the chat. But thanks so much for spending your Friday night with us and uh, have a good one, guys. Thanks for taking your time out of your busy day and spending some time with us. Uh, go ahead and uh, subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Leave a review on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, and uh, your preferred podcast platform. And um, if you have any stories, you can give us an email at bigfootsociety at gmail.com. And again, check out the articles we have and more. Preferred book lists at bigfootsocietypodcast.com. You can always go to Instagram at Bigfoot Society. And we have a TikTok now. It gets pretty crazy there. Bigfoot bigfoot.society at bigfoot.society thanks again for taking your time listening to the bigfoot society podcast we'll see you next week uh next saturday will be a new episode and also if you want to take part in the live taping of the episode and put your questions in there for the guest just remember subscribe to the bigfoot society youtube channel and hit the bell so you don't miss out on any of those episodes thanks again all and we'll see you next time the views and opinions expressed are those of the guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of Bigfoot Society. Any content provided by our guests are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone. Thank you.